pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, the Warriors are in the finals for the fifth consecutive year. Did you stay up to watch? I'm Tony Kornheiser. I watched it. Unfortunately, I couldn't sleep. Had a huge pain in my back. I think it's because I was sleeping on this. That's three, wow. baby. Three Emmys. How did you get the new one already? They brought it down from New York so that we could have it on the set. Very nice. Most of the people here said, let's get that and not Wilbon on the set. Let's get all well, the Emmys on, on the, the set. set. I'm in Toronto, baby. So I'm let's just count up here. three Emmys right here. We the North. I'm fine right here. I thought you were the Midwest. You've been telling me that for We the North. It's still North. Yeah, it is North, not Midwest. It's in the East of Canada. <laughs> it is. Welcome to the Emmy Award winning PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Jeannie Buss is not happy. Reggie Wayne thinks Peyton Manning will aim higher. And Charles Barkley does join us for five good minutes, we promise. But we begin today with the Golden State Warriors again coming back from a 17-point deficit and again beating Portland, completing a four-game sweep of the allegedly improved Blazers. Portland's playoff record against Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green is now 1-12. and This puts the Warriors in the NBA Finals for a fifth straight year, a tremendous achievement. Draymond Green says, though, they need Kevin Durant for the finals. Will Bond do they? Uh, Tony, I don't know anymore, but let me go back to something. He's taking shots at the Blazers. Stop. Stop taking shots at the Blazers. They're not as good as the Warriors. Neither are the they're Rockets. Not. They yielded. They, 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 they're not. But they also did something that the Houston Rockets didn't do. They stayed on the court and behaved with a whole lot of class and shook hands and wished That's the victor fine, but well. they lost four so in a I, row. I, I, I they just, they, they okay, rolled you can over at some point. Because you lose four in a row, it doesn't make you a demon. You need to demonize them. I'm not them. demonizing. Now, I said they're not very good compared to the Warriors. No, they're not the Warriors. They are very good. The point of this is the Warriors are great. And this yep. conversation and every other conversation centering on the Warriors from now going forward the rest of the season and beyond needs to deal with that, not taking shots at the vanquished opponent. Now, Every coach, former player and current player I talk to says the Warriors need Kevin Durant to beat presumably Milwaukee. I'm going to go the other way, even though my reporting has has loaded me down with that opinion. Everyone thinks they need KD. I don't. The Milwaukee Bucks would be or Toronto would be in the finals for the first time. Right. They're, they're, they're not the Warriors. Haven't we learned anything from these last two series? I'm going with the Warriors whether they have Durant or not. Well, you go with the Warriors without Durant because they're now 31-1 and one when Steph Curry is playing and Kevin Durant is not playing. They're in the finals for the fifth straight time, which is the first time, I believe, since Bill F. Russell and the Celtics yeah, did it. mid-60s. <laughs> but also, I think we have to mention this parenthetically, LeBron was there eight straight. LeBron was there eight straight. So if nine, five is okay. great... Eight is unbelievably great. I want to get to Curry. And this is my favorite thing to talk about is Steph Curry and the notion that there are a lot of better players than him, including Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and James Harden. And I don't know that that's true. Here are his four games, Mike. 36, 37, 35, 37. And last night, 37 points, 13 rebounds. He's about 5'10". 11 assists, two turnovers in 47 minutes. Come on. Who's better than this guy right now? So, Tony, do they need Durant to beat Milwaukee or Toronto? I don't think Draymond Green can guard onto Tecumpo. So I think they need Durant on the court, but I don't think he's got to be the Kevin Durant that we expect. No, I don't think he has to be. Okay, all right. Tony, the Lakers, of course, will not go away. 
At this point, they've become like a rash you just you can't, can't get rid of. Today's drama is Jeannie Buss's reaction to Magic's reaction. A Ramona Shelburne piece makes clear of Buss's disappointment with Magic, relating it back to his role in getting Paul Westhead fired nearly 40 years ago. Tone, yesterday we asked what you made of Magic's dissatisfaction. Yep. Today, what do you make of Jeannie's? Well, I think she's really hurt. Uh, I think she feels completely blindsided by this. I think that sister stuff, I think that's out the window. I don't think that's going to work. And I think she's probably wondering about Magic Johnson. Why did he go public with it? Why exactly did he do this? That's probably her thoughts. I look at this thing, and I think at this point, I, I don't know why Magic did this when he did it. It seemed fully orchestrated. He was probably, in retrospect, a bad hire. But she made the hire, Mike. So I now look at the Lakers going forward, and I think it's not going to be smooth. It's going to be rocky. He may have been the wrong choice to be the president and GM, and she may be the wrong choice as the owner right now. Well, Tony, I, I, I'm not going to say he's a bad choice. It was a bad choice to pair him with Rob Palenka. I mean, she brought in Rob Palenka. That's right. I mean, Magic didn't just wake up and say, oh, I got to have somebody, hmm, Rob Palenka. So this is what is going on. If you, if you listen to people in this league, and, and I do, particularly over the last week where everybody's been assembled, man, Rob Palenka is going to have some recovery to, to have. How, he's got to go out now and recruit. He's got to put this back together. And that seems to be where the beef was. Not with Magic and Genie directly, but Tony, there were also there were all kinds of things when Magic said he felt backstabbed. But I'm not going to go back to that. They're both disappointed. Yes, family members, and it can be your sister, your little sister, your big sister. People get disappointed in each other, sometimes because they go forward into ventures that perhaps they shouldn't. So Jeannie's disappointed, Magic's disappointed, Rob Palenka's got to put the pieces back together again, and I don't know that he can. Yeah, I'm not going to lay this all on Rob Palenka. I understand Magic Johnson is your friend. I, I'm not I laying it all it, on him. I'm saying I she I find it hard to him. believe that Magic would do this in the manner in which he did this if he didn't talk to her about that at all. Now, I also find it a little hard to believe that in all those conversations that Jeannie Buss had with Magic Johnson, that none of this stuff ever came up. That is hard for me. But looking forward at this point, poor Frank Vogel. He gets this one opportunity to be in the sunlight, and he gets bombarded with all of this stuff. I just, it really looks even more of a mess today than it did yesterday to me. To me. We have discussed here whether it would be good for Peyton Manning to take the Jets' GM job. But we, Mike and I, are uninformed talking heads. Reggie Wayne, who caught 787 passes from Manning, says that job is a non-starter. Wayne told NFL Network, quote, You think Peyton Manning would give an owner an opportunity to fire him or have a coach backstab him and throw shade? Peyton would not allow that. What I do see him doing is being an owner-slash-GM. I think he would be the new modern Jerry Jones, unquote. Wilbon, do you see the future for Peyton that Wayne sees? Tony, maybe. Could he be an owner in terms of outright purchase his own team? No. No, no nobody's an owner anymore in, in sports, professional sports, without being a billionaire. That's right. Not, not, not that you, you can be, you no, know, being worth $100 million or $200 million, no. Now, he can front a group and become that guy. GM, no. What did we just talk about with Magic Johnson? I believe that Magic could be an owner, an effective owner. Being president 
is a whole didn't different work. story. Didn't and I work. think that's what we're seeing. And I don't think that would work for Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning, like Magic, has a larger-than-life persona that has been created over a couple of decades now. And why would he give that away? He likes being Peyton Manning. Why would you reduce yourself? Yes, I do mean reduce to being a GM. You shouldn't. So I remember being with him during Monday Night Football and thinking he could take the temperature of the room quicker and better than any other athlete I've ever seen. He's very confident. He's very persuasive. He's big, and and he's the kind of guy that you gravitate to. I have said on this show I thought he could be NFL commissioner. I also have thought that he could be a senator. I mean, he's got houses, I think, in Louisiana and Colorado and Tennessee, one of those states. He could be elected. Being a GM, I I didn't think about this yesterday. I agree with Reggie Wayne. Why would you work for somebody else? Like, why, yeah. why would you do that and give that guy the ultimate authority about your job tenure? Why would you do it? So I agree with Commissioner, I like that. Peyton for commissioner. Yeah, he could it's be. better than GM. It seems like every six months a high-profile athlete is suffering an injury not related to performance. And this time around, it's Ioannis Cespedes, who says he suffered an ankle injury following a violent fall on his ranch. Since it reportedly isn't baseball-related, the Mets appear to have options as to what to do about paying their star outfielder. Tony, in the context of these things historically, do you think the Mets will or should take Cespedes at his word? So uh, there's a lot of money at stake, Mike. He makes $29 million this year. He makes $29 million again next year. He has played one game since May of 2018, and it, he's not going to be able to play this year. So if I'm the Mets, i got to think, is he worth this money? Did we make a bad signing? What are we, what are we doing here? The, we don't know exactly what's going on. There is a report that he did not fall off a horse. I didn't know a horse was in play in this, Mike. I, mean, I, I have no idea how this happened. But if I am the Mets, I am thinking, what am I paying this guy for? Well, first of all, the word insurance is sure to come into play here. But, Tony, violent fall on a ranch? How do you fall violently on a ranch without, like, an animal not being involved? You and I are not ranchers. We are are city slickers for damn sure, okay? So we don't know anything that happens on a ranch. But violent fall? What, you, you fell in some hay? Does yeah. that break your ankle in eight places? What are we talking about here? It they all said he just stepped in like, a hole. They said he stepped in a hole. I mean, how okay. deep was the hole? I, 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 have, I mean, well, you know what? Mickey Mantle once stepped in a hole in the Bronx and did his career make things turn out well for him. Yeah. Aaron Boone played for the Yankees, and they went after his money when they found out that the injury he had happened because he was playing basketball. There are very specific things that you are prohibited from doing that in way. your contract. And Adam Boone's now managing the Yankees. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, so somehow I think that Cespedes could lose all the money and end up as a third base Violent. coach for the Mets. Violent know. fall. Yeah, let's take a break. Coming up, Charles Barkley said the Warriors wouldn't beat the Rockets or the Blazers without Kevin Durant. So what does he have to say now? We'll also ask Charles whether Kawhi and the Raptors can lock down Giannis Antetokounmpo for a second straight game. And we promise he's going to be here. It's not like we didn't like Ernie. Ernie bailed us out, but we <laughs> promise. Pardon the interruption is brought to you by Chili's. Get the team a starter, entree, and drink for just 10 bucks. Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think, if she could. 
Sadly, she has no brain. However, when an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life. We promised you Charles Barkley last Thursday, and today we deliver. Let's welcome back <laughs> NBA on TNT analyst, early member of the Bald Brotherhood, and Emmy Award winner 10, 15 times, Charles Barkley. Because we love you, we're going to play a small clip here. When Kevin Durant got hurt, you had some interesting comments. You won't see it, but you'll hear it. Can we play those, please? They're not going to beat the Rockets without KD. And they're not going to be Portland or Denver without KD. All right. So, because, again, we love you, what have you got to say for yourself as they have moved on? (laughs) Well, listen, uh, nothing but kudos. First of all, I was 100% wrong. But kudos to the Golden State Warriors. And the two things strike me. Steph Curry has put his name back in the conversation, Tony. We talk about the best players in the world. We talk, we talk about KD, Giannis, Kawhi, LeBron. Steph Curry has proven to us recently he's a two-time MVP. Uh, he's been fabulous. But I want to give a shout-out to Steve Kerr and his coaching staff because they got guys on the bench who have come in the game, going back to game six against Houston, and played fabulous. And that's the coaching staff. It lets me know when they're not playing games, they're working with those young players. So those are two things that stood out to me uh, doing this four-game winning streak against the, uh, the Blazers and beating the Rockets in game six. Charles, you liked Portland all year, and even this week, they had double-digit leads in the last three games. I mean, clearly they weren't scared of the Warriors, but they couldn't close. What did you see? Why couldn't they close any of those games out? Uh, Mike, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I was very disappointed in the Trailblazers. I picked them to get to the finals. To have three double-digits lose leads and lose those games, that can't happen. But what's more disconcerting to me is them getting swept. You know, one thing I'm very proud of, I never got swept in a four-game series. you got to have guys on your team, at least one guy, say, we're not going to get swept. You can lose a series, but you can never get swept. That tells me there's some stuff going on that they're not mentally tough enough. Charles, you and I, of course, are here in Toronto for tonight's game four with Bucks and Raptors. Can you see for a second straight game Toronto's defense with all that double teaming, you know, led by Kawhi Leonard, keeping Giannis having a mediocre game again tonight? Do you see it happening again? Well, I think it's going to be interesting tonight because of the double overtime game. Kawhi looks like he's a little injured to me. Uh, the Raptors do not have the depth to complete, compete with the Bucks. I think it's going to be very interesting how they come back physically from a double overtime game. Uh, I really want Toronto to win the game tonight. I would love to see a six, seven game series considering that's over out west. Uh, but man, Milwaukee's going to be tough to beat. Because they got, they, in my opinion, they probably got the best bench in the NBA. Charles, I'm going to have a little diversion here just for one question and ask you about the Lakers mess. You and I talked about it a little bit last night with each other. <laughs> I mean, what, what do you think LeBron is thinking right now as he looks in on what's going on? 
Well, let me say this. Magic Johnson, you know, he burned down the whole house yesterday. <laughs> he didn't leave any room not burned to smithereens. <laughs> hey, the, oh, hey, listen, the only thing bad about being in Toronto, I wasn't there to watch Sports Center all day because that must have been much watched television after Magic said what he said. Listen, I was shocked. I, I was totally shocked that he did that because, you know, Magic is probably the most popular Laker of all time. And I think it's going to be very interesting when he goes back in that building and he's got to see Rob Palenka. He's got to see Jeannie Buss. Then you got the dysfunction with, I'm a big Frank Vogel fan, but I wouldn't have let them hire my assistant coach. Um, I think the Lakers are a train wreck. But you know, Mike, one thing about the United States, we love a good, good train wreck and we're going to be watching <laughs> all the time. I would get you out of here on this, and I'm going to go to the drafting of Zion Williamson. If you were Anthony Davis, would Zion Williamson coming aboard change your mind and get you to stay in New Orleans? I hope so. I really hope so, because I would like to see that team be successful in New Orleans. Anthony is one of the five or six best players we have. I hope he stays in New Orleans, but I tell you what. This is going to be the craziest summer ever. Uh, I have no idea what, it, you know, they got so many bogus reporters out there telling us and guessing where guys are going to go. I have no idea what's going to happen in the NBA this summer. So it's going to be fascinating. Thank you, Charles. So glad that Charles, you're able to be with it, us. Man. Thank you. Thank you much. Thanks for that toast last night. Hey, thank you. And congratulations on a well-deserved Emmy. Thank you so much. TNT's exclusive Eastern Conference Finals coverage continues with Game 4 tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. Let's take one last break, but still to come, Indomitian Sue is about to join a new team. Is it a good fit? And how far can Patrick Mahomes throw a football in Mexico City? He's got a guess. We'll tell you what that guess is. So I know you told Charles that we worried about him last week and we're glad he's okay. Y yes, we I did. Had no yes, I told him that the much. next day. I told him that that day. Good, good. Happy time, people. Happy 23rd birthday, Josh Allen. When the Bills drafted Allen out of Wyoming, many questioned the pick. Now the Jacksonville safety Jalen Ramsey trashed Allen. Now, we are not awarding the last laugh yet, but while Allen's passing numbers were subpar, he was a revelation as a runner. He rushed for 631 yards and scored eight touchdowns with his legs in 12 games. So why wouldn't he be in the category with Lamar Jackson? Well, maybe he is. I mean, those two guys are sort of outliers, Tony, to what the NFL is doing with the position of quarterback. Mobility and running are not necessarily one and the same. Happy anniversary, Cavs. On this day six years ago, Cleveland won its second NBA draft lottery in three years, ultimately drafting Anthony Bennett. This is arguably the worst number one pick of all time. Far be it from us to mention that in that same draft, C.J. McCollum went at 10, Rudy Gobert went at 27, Man. and the biggest fish, Giannis Antetokounmpo, went at 15. The Cavaliers would have been better off picking Cornelius Bennett. Tony, the Cavaliers have had four overall number one picks in the last generation. That's why when it came to Zion, it's like, enough. Cleveland's had their shots. Enough now. A melancholy trails to Nikki Lauda. 
The three-time Formula One world champion died yesterday at age 70. He was involved in a horrific crash in 1976 that left his face permanently scarred and burned. Two of his world championships came after that accident. Lauder was a national hero in Austria, and his death was commemorated by the Austrian chancellor. Lauder's rivalry with British driver James Hunt was the subject of a terrific 2013 movie, Rush. Go see this movie, Mike. You haven't seen it, right? I have not, Tony. But, you know, to have that kind of success 43 years after that really impactful accident is just amazing, and I'm sure the movie is, too. That's a really good movie. They let the guy playing Lauder drive out in the countryside with regular civilians in the car. Scares everybody to death. It's really wonderful. Let's go to the big finish. The Tampa Bay Bucks finalizing a deal with Indomitian Sue. You like that move? I mean, it's his third team in three years. Is Sue 10 years in still viable? I don't know. Patriots signed Julian Edelman to a two-year extension, $12 million guaranteed. Is that deserved? Have to do it. You have to do it. He's a safety valve. He's Brady's favorite receiver. If Gronkowski is not there and Edelman is not there, Brady is almost lost. It's the right move. Patrick Mahomes tells Pardon My Take that he could probably throw a football 100 yards in Mexico City. You agree with that? I mean, it seems like 80 or so would be the outside number. Maybe, Tony. After 42 years, O.J. Simpson's number 32 will be worn by another Buffalo Bill running back, Sonoris Perry. Your thoughts? I wouldn't do that. I'd let 32 yeah. stay on the shelf. Yeah, I This is just going to bring in all the O.J. Dredge stuff. Up. I would not yep. do this. Last one, the Blues can eliminate the Sharks tonight in St. Louis. Do you like their chances, or do you see a game seven? No game seven, Tony. Let's tee it up. Bruins and Blues. Out of time, trying to do better the next time, and I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. Joe Paulson, Mike Brush, very stout.